just so that you know, I, I want you to know it's 926 miles away from here, which is 15 hours and four minutes if you don't take a potty break. And believe me, when we hit the road, we ain't stopping. We're getting there, you know? And so today is kind of a parent, more pastor message. And again, since Blake's going to be around some, then he's going to go off hopefully to Oxford or Cambridge, get a PhD and, and, and all that. We'll talk about all that later. But I just kind of want you to see a little bit into my heart. If you could peek into my heart today, if you could peek into my, my dad's heart, knowing that my granddaughter... And see, Byron and Hannah could go, I am good with them going. <laughs> and all the grandparents said, I mean, just leave me to grandbaby. After I am more experienced than they are in this whole thing, a child rearing, right? I've got three to my credit. They have one and only about nine months, you know, put total number of years. And, and, and so that kind of thing. So I just kind of want to give you a little, little peek in our heart. Tara and I were talking yesterday that we're really excited for them. A lot of you have asked, how are you doing and, and how's it going? And I'm telling you, you're looking at an excited dad. This is how Terry and I raised our kids to be. We wanted them to follow God's will wherever it would take them. Realizing that probably it means that they would be a bit from us. Not realizing it would be 926 miles away from us, but away from us. We're okay. We've always wanted them to pursue God's will, realizing that, uh, that that is the greatest thing that they could ever do in their life, is to pursue and follow, embrace, and just live out God's will for their life. And that's kind of been a part of our parenting all along. It's not something that we just kind of threw in once they hit college. It was something that we regularly kind of talked about in, in their childhood and in their upbringing. Probably a word from the scriptures in this day and this time for us as parents, for us, or for Byron and Hannah at this time in their life, would probably be Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. For those of you who know the Bible, it's a very familiar passage of scripture. It was a time of change. It was a time of new beginnings. It was a time of a fresh start for the nation of Israel. Moses had passed away, and, and now a new leader, Joshua, was emerging, and it was God's promise to God's man at this new time as he was taking new steps in his life. And I think for Byron and Anna, these are good words for these new steps at this new time in their life. And the Bible says, Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to your forefathers that I will give them. Verse 7 Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law of my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from the right to the left that, that you will succeed or that you may succeed wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous. Then you will be successful. Then you will be prosperous. Then you will be successful. It's a great passage, and it's a great place, and a great time. I alluded to earlier that Terry and I, when we raised our kids, and, and again, when our kids are 40, you'll, un, you, you'll be able to decide if we were really good parents or not, so we were kind of still a ways from that. 
But I just kind of want to tell you that there were some things that from the beginning we were committed to doing. And I just kind of want to challenge us because sometimes there's a fork in the road when children want to pursue God's will and parents have the choice of either encouraging them to pursue their own parental ambitions or to take that road and follow the will of God. And so as parents, we've got to do several things. First of all, we, we were, and I'm going to use we not to promote us. I'm just wanting to be very personal this morning. We were committed to living out our faith in Jesus Christ. We were committed to living out our faith in Jesus Christ. My boys have been raised in this church 20 years. We came October the 20th or 18th, somewhere around in there of this year. I will have been here 20 years. And I can probably say that my kids don't have but maybe one or two negative memories of Kirby Church. They've just all been positive. And mostly that's because of you. Our Wildcats just embraced them and raised them and became their Michigan grandparents and loved on them and, and, and just blessed them and would spoil them rotten in the absence of my own grandparents or their, their own grandparents here. But we were committed to living out our faith. So upholding the thrill and the adventure of pursuing and living out and following God's will. We also wanted to teach our children about the written word of God and the living word of God. And we assumed that as our personal responsibility as parents. Yes, they went to a Christian school. Yes, they went to a great church. But I'm telling you, at the end of the day, it is still our responsibility as parents to teach our children the word of the living God. And then we wanted them to accept Christ as their Savior. I had the privilege of, of telling Byron how he could know Jesus Christ personally, have his sins forgiven, know Jesus lived in his heart, and I was a proud daddy when I baptized him at the old Kirby Church. We wanted to help our children grow in their faith. This means you don't stop after they're saved and let the church finish the work. You've got to be actively engaged as a parent, and that's not easy. Man, parenting is tough work, isn't it? And it takes time and energy and effort. And you've got you've to do that. You've got to help your children. You've got to take appropriate risk at age-appropriate times, at faith-appropriate levels, so that they can learn on their own to trust in God. You have to encourage, or we did, we encouraged our children to take age-appropriate risk at faith-appropriate levels so they could learn on their own to trust in God. That's why we would do things about serving together and, and worshiping together and on and on that goes. We wanted to help them discover God's design for their lives so they would eventually know God's will for their life. We wanted to help them understand who they are. One of the best vacations we ever had where we were up at Fred Vandenberg's mom's cabin on Lake Ostego up at Gaylord. Don and Amy, we were all having a, a vacation together before Abby and Austin were born. And we did one of those little personality tests. My kids were old enough to read and write and, and, and interact really well. And so we have one of these personality tests. And it was so funny what they thought about themselves. And they thought real highly of themselves. Reality was not what they thought about themselves, but they thought real high above themselves. One time Byron was, because he's always kind of the funny one in the, in the bunch. Well, they were all got great sense of humor, but Byron was, was really wanting me to say that he was, he was funny. 
And I was just trying to be funny back and use a word that I thought he didn't know and he didn't know. Matter of fact, I'm still not sure if he knows what this word means. But he would, you know, isn't that funny, daddy? Aren't I funny? Isn't that funny, daddy? Aren't I funny? And I would say, Byron, you are very jovial. And his little face just went. You know, and then I couldn't quite go back and, and fix it. But you've got to help your kids know their design and how God wired them. And that's part of your responsibility. Don't let the culture shape them. Don't let their friends shape them. Help them discover the shape that God has created them with. Some of your children are outgoing and some are not. Some of yours are talented and musically and some are not. Others are are talented in computers and some are not. And and, and some are great with older people and some are not. Some are great with younger kids and some are not. But whatever the shape is of your child, you help your child discover that. Then you encourage them to embrace God's will for their life. And then you bless them to live out God's word for their life. Why? Because you as a parent believe the promise. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people wherever they go. Verse 7, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law of the Lord. Verse 8, do not let the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. The Lord God will be with you wherever, wherever you go. Now, just in case you haven't caught on to this, that around here, we're a church that believes that God's word speaks to us today so that we proclaim this life-changing message from a radical book. We believe that this is a radical book given to us by a radical God who calls us to live out a radical commitment of faith. This is not a tack-on, feel-good, little cheap, easy believism book. This is a radical book given by a radical God that calls us to a radical lifestyle. So what we try to do with your children, what we try to do with my children here at Kirby Church is we try to give them opportunities to serve, to go on mission trips. You got the idea to expose them to radical faith, to expose them to people who have a radical faith and to those who are doing radical things because of their radical faith in Jesus Christ. We wanted our kids and we wanted your kids to believe that all things are possible through Jesus Christ and that that still works today. And that's radical, isn't it? Then our prayer is that when a radical God who wrote a radical book calls our children to a radical faith, to live out their radical faith, and to follow the will of God in a radical way, that's what we applaud. And I thought that's what all of us as parents wanted. And I'm kind of shocked at some of us who say, you know, how are you going to take it, your son, your grandbaby, moving so far away? Well, we all know that's kind of like a bummer. But the joy is that they're pursuing the radical faith and the radical will of God for their life. And for that, we rejoice. You see, it seems to me that some of us as parents, we want God to embrace our children and we want our children to embrace this radical faith as teenagers. Then all of a sudden, when they become young adults, we want them to get kind of more serious and more somber so they can make a living. 
so they can just kind of make it all make sense. And sometimes I wonder if we want our children to have a radical faith so that they can serve a radical God or just so that they could stay away from the radical sins of the culture. I'm not sure of our hearts sometimes. All I'm simply telling you is that there's a problem will come when the faith of the child is more radical than the faith of the parents. And when the when our children hear a radical God call them in a radical way to do a radical thing, the radical children who are trying to follow in a radical way, they don't understand when God says go and us as parents say no. They don't understand that. And what I'm afraid many of us do is we subconsciously tell them that everything we have taught them for the last X number of years isn't really what we believe. Because it's all about making money and it's all about being successful and it's all about climbing the corporate ladder and it's all about being... So if you are like me and you want your children to follow a radical God... And embrace a radical faith and do and live out radical commitment. Let me just give you some, some, some ideas here. Start serving God together early. One of the things that I miss about my kids growing older is when I would go visiting when my kids were little. I'd throw them in the car and we'd go see y'all. And it was great. Because you fed them and that means you fed me too. I loved it. You know? Loved watching the love of my love serving and together with my my kids. We just serve together. We talk about it. That's the second thing. And I'd try to find out what they what they particularly liked about that serving opportunity. We'd pray about it together and we'd talk about it together. And I'd pray about it with them, and then I'd pray about it a whole lot more without them. That God would form them and shape them. We'd expose them to opportunities that would stretch and challenge their faith. We'd help them realize that our, and and I had to remind myself, and this is something for us as parents to realize, that our children don't have to be perfect before God calls them and starts leading them into his will. They are a forever work in progress, just like you and I are ever a work in progress. And so God may be leading your child when they're a little young. God may be leading your child when they're a little rough around the edges. God may be leading your child when they have a little character issue, but that's all right. God knows what he's doing. Trust God with what you can't see. So then... We made a commitment to trust God with what we can't see. And here's what I'm finding out is that parents say no to God's will for the children for two reasons. And one is financial. Let's just throw it out there. One is financial. We're concerned about how our kids are going to make a living if they follow God's will. It's a funny thing, though, that we trust God with the eternal salvation and care of our child's soul but we will not trust God with our son or our daughter's earthly occupation. That doesn't necessarily compute sometimes, does it? You have to trust God with what you can't see. 926 miles away, you better believe I'm trusting God with what I can't see. 
I'm trusting God with my boy. Trusting God with my, my daughter-in-law. She's the only, until Emma Kate came around, she was the only daughter in the family. She acted like it too. We love her. And Emma Kate. And you got to trust God with what you can't see. God will take care of them financially. Matter of fact, they'll make a living the same way you and I did. They'll work hard. They'll exercise financial discipline. They'll trust God, and, and they'll do what a lot of us did. We just kind of figured it out as we went along. But God will take care of them. Remember verse 9 of Joshua chapter 1? It, it, it said this. It said, if you stay faithful to this book, you'll have success. And I'll take care of you. That's what it means when it says, and you'll prosper. He says, I'll take care of you. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right because I'll take care of you. Another thing I just want to throw out there is, I I think sometimes we want our kids to stay close to home, and that's why we stay no. And I'm not saying all children have to move away from home but what I am saying is that all children have to make decisions, or all parents have to make decisions. I have to make this a decision. Will I embrace God's will for my child, or will I embrace my own ambitions for my child? And I am not saying every child has to live a geographical homeland, but I am saying that I would rather my child live in God's will than live in my neighborhood. God will take care of them. Trust them with what you can't see. And then help them figure it out. One of the reasons we had church camp, and God has a way of doing things that you just really don't know why you're doing it because it adds extra work and hassle and stuff. But when we did church camp, and I'm convinced that one of the reasons we had church camp, part of it was for a... Monday night conversation that went to what, about four in the morning? A little later, we got in our room and we were catching up and we just started talking about Oklahoma and, and, and maybe even the possibility of working here at Kirby. And I was getting like pretty excited about, about that. And we were just chatting and, and, and just talking about different things. And, and so he had already gone to Oklahoma and led worship there. And I just looked at him and I said, Byron, I said, how did you feel when you led worship there? These were his exact words. He said, I felt alive. I felt that that's what I was created to do. And in my heart, man, I I knew. I knew if I'd have said, buddy, We'll, we'll, we'll create a spot here for you at Kirby. I knew he would come out of loyalty to me and love for this church. But I knew that's not what he's created to do. And he's created to sing. And the love and the laugh and, and, and what we would need him to do wouldn't be what in his wheelhouse. And, and so I just remember looking at him and, and just, man, just... It wasn't a long battle, but man, it's just like this moment where I just had to go, God, that is where he needs to be. And the final thing we got to do is we got to bless our children. 
We have to give them our blessing, and they need to hear it. So after Byron was saying that, and I'm listening, and I'm pushing back tears like I'm pushing them back now, I looked at my boy, And, you know, as a parent, you always feel like your kids still need you, you know? And I looked at him, and I said, Byron, you may not need this today. You may not need it tomorrow, but one day down the road, you're going to need to hear what I'm about to tell you. And I looked at him and and Hannah, and I said, I love you both very much, and I give you my blessing to go to Oklahoma. You will not hurt my feelings. You will not offend me. You will not disappoint me. I give you my blessing. Go in God's name. And I'm telling you, they left my room about four in the morning. I think I laid there till about six just going back over what I said. Did I say the right thing? Did I, did I misspeak somewhere? Did I, did I, was I careless in my handling of scripture or counseling in that situation, even though it was my own boy and, and daughter? And I knew if there was anything I said right that night, it was, son, I give you, Hannah, I give you guys my blessing. to follow God's will. Knowing that it would mean I miss a good chunk for birthdays. I miss Easter egg hunts. Probably a lot of Christmases because I got this Sunday gig that I do here at Kirby. Her soccer games first day of school. Going golfing with my kid. Calling Hannah up and taking her to get a Starbucks even though I have no idea why she likes that Frappuccino thing. Because I would rather my son and my daughter follow a radical God with a radical faith and live life with a radical commitment, feeling alive in Christ and following the will of God in heaven than being under my thumb. So we have to bless our children. Was it easy? Are you kidding me? But it's the right thing to do. To help our children embrace all that God wants. Because when the radical word of God speaks, you and I have to bless. You and I have to bless what God is speaking and God is doing. Would you bow your heads? Would you pray with me, please? Maybe you're a parent and your son or your daughter.